From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Beautiful, hot Tuesday morning. I mean, brutal hot. hot. Like, brutal yesterday, going to be brutal today. I think, actually, I'll take that back. I think the humidity is supposed to come down a little bit. Um, but it was a uh, pretty um, pretty brutal weekend. How was your weekend? Yeah, I, I saw the the weather supposed to be I think eighty nine the next three days. So couple, maybe a couple sixties, you know, peeping in again. But then it'll be ninety five. And yeah, weekend was good. Uh, just uh, you know, watched a ton of baseball. You know, family kind of went to the pool, did some different things, uh, moved some things around. Uh, kind of a, a business situation, moving some things around. But uh, about seven forty five on Saturday morning, I got a phone call. I'm sitting there getting ready to start my my Saturday. Which is earlier than most on seven forty-five. I got a phone call, Derek, from a uh, from a gentleman shares your last name, young yeah, man. Yeah, young, young man shares your last name, uh, and and looking for a calculator. Could not find a calculator for his AC test. Two things, two things. He said his sister lost it. That's neither here nor there. That's up. That's between them. But uh, didn't want to maybe put that together on Friday night. I told him before. to get the stuff out. He he did not because he thought it was in his book bag. So mm-hmm. he said he did his little ticket, you know, on the counter. Sure. Next to his keys. Yeah. So that's fine. So I, I would figure that, okay, you can grab a pencil or two. So that was it. And got up this morning. The next morning, he had let her borrow it for her uh, algebra exam. He says he did not get it back. She says he got it back to him a lot or back and forth. But what I came to find out, they cannot use their phone, which sure. makes sense. Yeah, it makes you know? sense, yeah. And then you cannot – there was actually a, a young lady who had another calculator in the room, and you cannot borrow a calculator for somebody, even though it's a regular calculator. The person can't look at it, check the inside out of it, whatever, and just hand it to you? I, I, I found it very That's strange because it's like, well, if she was going to cheat, wouldn't she just use that one herself? Sure. Like, it's just – that sure. kind of weird. Uh, but, no, so he did not have a calculator. Yeah. Went into well, it. Hey, hey, I bet his grades – I bet he goes up. If, like, I hope it does. God bless him. I hope it does because yeah, his mother let him have it. So I would if she, he gets one or two points higher, he probably let her know about it. That's just, pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. I mean, but anyway, I just got to it's a little bit of a weekend story. Uh, but no, beautiful weather, hot as all get out. But uh, summer is definitely in full effect. It's a great time to get out, look around, ride around Hernando, all around DeSoto County, looking for houses. Derek, that's what a lot of people. I remember when I was in my twenties, we seemed like we rode, rode around nonstop looking at houses, whether we owned a house or whether we were looking for a house or not. And if you're in the market for a new home whether it be on the buying or selling side of real estate, you need to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one residential real estate team in DeSoto County for well over 12 years. They were recently voted DeSoto's best realtor for the fourth time. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available to you when you need them. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team, and right now they are offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. That is a free, no-obligation market analysis. Learn the value of your home. Learn what your house should list for. Learn what your house should sell for, which is most importantly. And we'll learn, learn what's going on all around your neighborhood. Right now, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group can help you learn that information about your home. With over 25,000 closings since 2009, they are the number one real estate team in DeSoto County. You can give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Summertime is definitely the time to get out in your backyard, entertain, cook for friends and family. If you're wanting to take your cooking to the next level, now's the time to visit our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. 
How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some of the best high-end smokers on the market. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q. That's H, the number two, the letter Q, Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right Shop on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Thank you to Malcolm and Rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Matt, this past weekend would have been a great time to do some barbecue, too. I mean, just hot. Why didn't you just, do it? Why didn't you do it? Man, I, I just. <laughs> you got to get out I, there. I, I, you I got a new grill, didn't you? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, my bad. No, no, no. Oh, wow. What if you got a new grill and didn't get it from Malcolm? That would have really stunk. Oh, no, no. If I get a new grill, it will be from Malcolm. <laughs> but you know me. My grill is going to have to be basically oh, yeah. like down to one tiny flame sure. spitting out something before. I, yeah, I'm You're pitiful. a new grill. You're pitiful. Yeah. Why would you not do Seriously, though. I mean. You do work out, all that kind of stuff. Do you, um, I mean, it, a lot of your diet, protein, I mean, is it a lot of yeah. stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do a lot of, I mean, we just grill chicken for burgers. I mean, it, be, I, mean I have a grill. It's a nice grill. It's a gas grill. Uh, you know, don't tell I like Malcolm. The don't tell Malcolm. No. I'm not telling Malcolm. <laughs> uh, it was something my wife gave for me for Father's Day five Nine, or six years ago. 2006. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's been about five or six years ago. Still going strong. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to get rid of it until it goes bad. And we talked about this before from a, from a food, a food standpoint. You like food. You don't necessarily enjoy it. You use it as more of a fuel. That's how you see. That's, right. that's how you see food. Whereas most of us, you know, have kind of a love affair with, you know, cake and ice cream and stuff like that. We can remember those. You're just, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat, which feeds me to the next meal, which that's is right. kind of the way it should be. That's right. I mean, I, every two or three hours, I just kind of eat something. So that's pretty much what I do. Right. Very interesting. So look, let's move on. Hernando Alderman meeting, the second June meeting for the city of Hernando. The Alderman meeting will be tonight. Derek, tonight, you kind of bittersweet. It's going to be the last uh, meeting for a number of different uh, aldermen. That's uh, going right. to be our last meeting, uh, you know, for Tom Ferguson. So, uh, you know, interesting. But this is the last meeting for the month of June. Going to be the last meeting with this full board uh, before the new board takes over on July 1st. We mentioned Andrew Miller, Alderman Andrew Miller, uh, winning another term uh, on our, our last Friday show. So congratulations again to him. Tell us about the Hernando Alderman meeting happening tonight. And I think we do want to say uh, out from the UTW podcast to thank uh, all those who are leaving the board, um, now there are only two coming – well, three coming back. Uh, Natalie Lynch will be board one. Uh, we have uh, Doc Harris coming back for Alderman at Large, and as you said, Andrew Miller. Those three will be coming back. Uh, but then everybody else, you know, either got defeated, decided not to run again. And so we want to thank them for the years of service, uh, especially, you know, uh, Jeff Hobbs uh, rolling off, Kathy Brooks, Gary Higdon. Mike McClendon, and then, of course, our mayor, Tom Ferguson. And we just want to thank y'all. Some of y'all had four years. Some of y'all had, you know, maybe up to 20, I think 16 to 20 years. So just thank you for all that you've done for the city. Uh, It may not have ended like you wanted it to, or you may be walking away, and you're perfectly fine with the way it ended. Um, But either way, we just want to say thank you, and uh, I hope that um, that you're recognized tonight uh, at your last meeting. Yeah, and come to think of it, Gary Higdon has been our alderman since we moved to Hernando. Yes. Give or take, uh, you know, a little time. But, Gary, thank you for uh, your work. Gary goes to church with us at Hernando Method. So, so Mr. Gary, we certainly appreciate your service to uh, our ward uh, for years. I would venture to say that Derek and I would agree that our, our time in Hernando of growth has been a very good time for our family. So congratulations and thank you so much, Gary, for that. I turn to the meeting. The agenda is three pages long, but it, a lot of it is uh, probably going to be going through pretty quick. Matt, the first thing I did want to touch on in the consent agenda 
we are getting uh, the we the city are getting rid of a lot of lazy boy recliners. They <laughs> they are disposing of a surplus. Uh, of about looks like about 12 to 15 recliners uh, at the different fire stations they, they're just worn out so we're gonna uh, we get to dispose of those and those of y'all don't, don't know when a city gets rid of something they have the aldermen have to declare it no longer useful sure. and so that's something they do from time to time are they, are they selling those or are they just gonna chunk them or what not sure yeah uh, they, they're gonna just say that they no longer have use for them, so I don't know if that's a goodwill thing. I don't know if they can actually sell them. I'm not sure how that works. Interesting. But, um, it will be uh, disposed of, uh, I'm assuming, after the meeting tonight. Uh, all right, so we got several, again, several people getting raises. I'm not going to go through these. I do want to mention one, Matt. It seems that uh, we have a, there's an actor that we both love that may be taking another uh, position. We have a Jason Alexander okay. uh, that is going to look to be hired as an uncertified firefighter tonight. Okay. So I'm, Jason, a little shrinkage, a little shrinkage uh, for the firefighter, a little Jason Alexander. Uh, anyway, I thought that, I love that. No, name. that's that's pretty neat. I hated him a pretty woman, though. Yeah. Speaking, I mean, yeah. I, I mean we're about to, t- little tease, we're about to talk about our movies, our action and comedy movies coming up in the next uh, little bit. But uh, that, I didn't like him in Pretty Woman. He was a jerk. Well, I, I, he played his role. He played his role well. Correct. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, not not my favorite. Not a good um, guy. But he was great in Seinfeld. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So moving to the real, real like I said, a business. Um, the first thing is is that this is straight down to the planning section. Pl- uh, request to rezone a 1.3 acre tract of land located on the northeast corner of Gwyn Road and Nesbit Road. Uh, and then it gives the parcel number. Basically, this is asking to go from the current zoning of AR to residential R20. Uh, this is residential single-family low density. Now, if you remember, we did one on the west side of Gwen Road and Nesbit Road uh, about a month or two ago, uh, about one acre lots. Uh, the same developer, uh, Ben Smith, IPD Civil Engineering, is representing the property owner, Susan Wampler. So it sounds like very similar across the street, basically the same thing yeah. happening, looking to kind of take these to the larger uh, residential lots. Interesting, okay. Next, uh, request to rezone a one-acre portion of four-acre tract of land located on the south side of Bahelia Road, east of Mackinville Road, and west of Jaybird Road, so basically between Mackinville and Jaybird on Bahelia. Of course, it gives the, the it, taking this from uh, A Agricultural to O Office District. Okay. This is being done by Mr. John Lovell, representing the Mississippi Goat LLC, who is the owner of the property. So um, this is a, kind of a unique LLC name, but there's somewhere, I would assume, maybe by the water, uh, kind of where the old water's. Right across from that beautiful new little, the little white church. Yeah. Right across, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He's rezoning that to office. Yeah, yes. uh, office space. So that's what, the old... Um, Mr. Robertson used to have the the water association right there, sure, of course, where the headquarters was. They're now turning that into an office district, so that'll be uh, discussed tonight. Uh, then there's a couple of they're going to accept a couple of lowest quotes, uh, one for a meter service and supply company, and another one for the installation of a two new eight inch uh, altitude valves at the cost of sixty four hundred dollars. This has a lot to do with that water stuff that we talked about before, sure. where they're trying to improve of uh, the water on the east side of the city. Uh, there will be a protest. This is something that is new for us. I don't think we've had this. Oh, I'm looking forward uh, to this one. Okay. This is the this is uh, item number 27. Okay. Protest of the AWG infrastructure improvement bid. So it sounds like somebody was awarded the bid. Oh, they're going to okay, they're protesting the whoever won the bid. That's what it sounds oh, okay, like. That's correct. Okay. So that's going to be uh, toward the end. Uh, Ooh, item like number that. 27. So we'll have that for you on Friday. Are you thinking bell bottoms, uh, sunglasses, uh, signs? Are you, are you like talking about like a sit-in? Yeah, like a like a that like, kind of get protest. One of those sitar things and just yeah. kind of strum up. Like that, that, that kind of protest. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm gonna say it's probably non-hippie, non-hippie protest. Non-hippie. It'd be a lot more. It'd be a lot cooler if it was. <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did. Um, authorized to accept the. So then the next one, right after that, yeah. authorized to accept the lowest and best bid for AWG infrastructure improvements 
from Argo Construction. Oh, so wow. Argo, okay. Argo won it, but somebody's going to protest it before they vote on it. And then finally, uh, authorized to uh, advertise for the Hernando West Sewer Project. Okay. Remember last time yeah, sure. they finally got it done where they agreed upon the uh, fees only being on the property over there for anybody that ever buys there or builds there. Uh, and now they're actually going to now approve to advertise the sewer project. Again, 30 days to bid. And then once the bids come in, they'll start the project after that. I'm actually going to tune in just for the uh, protest and then the awarding of the bid. That would be pretty neat. That would be pretty right interesting. At end, right at the end. So yeah, anyway, absolutely. that's uh, what's going on in the Hernando tonight. Yeah, going to be great. Hernando Alderman meeting, the final meeting, like we talked about for Mayor Tom Ferguson, some of the other aldermen. Kind of a bittersweet thing going on tonight, uh, but we're moving on to July 1st to the new board. So, uh, you know, good luck with that. Turning our vision north, South Haven, Derek. What well, we got South Haven, Alderman related. All right, so for South Haven, uh, a little different. Uh, not quite. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm not going to say it's going to be a short meeting because every time we do, it does not. But it looks like a pretty short meeting. Uh, one of the first things they're going to look to do is to authorize to apply for the raised grant funds. Yep. This is the exact thing that Hernando did yep. last meeting. Yep. Basically, it says to apply for them. Now, remember, Hernando's amount was $5 million or up to $5 million over the next nine years. Not quite sure what it'll be for South Haven. They're larger if it's still the same because of the area. Uh, if they may look to apply for more, but they'll, they'll have the discussion tonight. We'll have that for you on Friday. Uh, the next one they have DeSoto County Convention Visitors Bureau. Uh, there's an MOU with that, so there's something's going to be going on with that. We'll have that for you. They're looking to uh, authorize for a fire pumper truck proposal. So it looks like they're looking to buy a fire pumper truck. The next one is to contract with Neil Schaefer for stormwater management. So just probably looking to the, the bid with Neil Schaefer to get that done. Uh, the only thing on the planning agenda, Matt, uh, application by Pinnacle Development to rezone five acres of property on the east side of Swinney Road north of Greencliff from R10 to a PUD. So basically taking it from where it was just regular residential lots to an actual PUD, planned unit development, you know, could have other mixed commercial type stuff in there, all based on what the PUD shows. So that'll be done. The only thing on the planning agenda. And then, of course, finally, the mayor's report. There you go. Mayor's report's always good. Uh, we'll, we'll update you on that on Friday. But he always does such a good job on his mayor's report. So not a ton going on in South Haven. Again, Derek, you try not to jinx it. But uh, hopefully looks like a short meeting. And hopefully it'll move pretty quick for them. Well, Derek, not a whole lot going on inside the cities. One thing we're going to talk about countywide, uh, the number of college graduates in DeSoto County ranks fairly high in the state of Mississippi. Tell us about that. So DeSoto County, you know, man, I, I was, like you said, a little surprising, not because that we're on here, but surprised we're not a little higher. Correct. Uh, the DeSoto County uh, is in the top tier of counties uh, for college graduates. I think we can all agree with businesses moving in every day sure. that we would attract a lot of graduates, but it's only eighth. It's eighth in the state. Uh, this was using population of ages 25 and older that have at least a bachelor's degree or higher. So 25% of DeSoto County's population has a bachelor's degree or higher. 16% of the county's residents have earned a bachelor's degree with a median salary of about 54000 And then those with a graduate or professional degree account for almost 17% of the population, and their median salary earned is 61370 So you get about $7,000, $8,000 more when you have a graduate or professional degree for the median salary. Uh, on the other side, 9.6% have less than a high school diploma and have median earnings of 28427 and the ones that have actual have high school graduates, but nothing above high school graduation, is 29.2% of the DeSoto County's population and earn a median salary of 33534 So that's kind of how it breaks down uh, for the county based on whether or not you have a degree. I think we trust our kids. It is very important. Now, 
College is not for everybody. Some people can find extremely good jobs. Uh, I know electricians, welders, those type of people, uh, plumbers, they can make really good money going out on their own, not having to get a college degree. Uh, but you know, based on the report and based on what we've known historically, that usually those with a higher degree do have a higher median income uh, than those that do not. Now, again, we said DeSoto County ranked eighth. Uh, the top four, just for the, all that uh, want to know, Madison County ranks first in the report with 48.4% of theirs having bachelor's degree or higher. Lafayette County is second at 45.6%. Octibaha County is third, 42.6%. Then Lamar County is fourth and Hines County fifth. Good job. Again, like you mentioned, college is not for everybody, but I uh, thought it was a neat stat that we would talk about DeSoto County uh, related. But again, Derek, one thing that you and I definitely would push, and, and I've talked to my kids about this. I didn't have a choice in my home. I was told I was going to college to be like if I wanted to work for my dad, my dad owned a funeral home. You didn't have to have a college degree. You could have a skill. You could have right. a specific you know, technical thing. So that's always an option for kids as well. And if college is not for them, you know, getting good at what you were just talking about, something with your hands, a skill, that type stuff. I mean, you know, I think uh, over the last 20 years, we've really pushed kids college, 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 and it's not for everybody. The Soto County does a great job. Uh, Votech type uh, career paths, you know, have a great uh, school in, in Horn Lake and in Olive Branch. Right. Uh, that do a great job with that. And, again, it's not for some people, but I think with those you know, kids that understand, that's great if you don't want to and you've got your go with your hands, you can build things, or you're, you like you know working as an electrician or a plumber or whatever, they can make really good money. But what you have to understand, coming out, you're not going to make much at first. You're going to need to go and find somebody to kind of do an apprenticeship with. You know, maybe it's a company, maybe it's an individual, however it happens to be. You're going to have to spend two or three years getting really good sure. at that. And then you can go out and say, okay, it's a $75 service call plus whatever, $150 an hour service call plus whatever. Then you can make, make it some – yeah, absolutely you can. You can be your own boss. You can do your own, set your own hours, do your own thing. But, again, starting out, it's going to be slow. It's going to be hard. And you're going to have to have a business mind to you. So. Well, I, let me just say it like this. I think over the last 25, 30 years, we've, we've tried to get high school kids to see a four-letter word, G-R-A-D, grad, and we've sold them a little bit short on W-O-R-K. Mm-hmm. If you know how to work, you're going to be okay. Yeah. If you're scared to work or don't want to work, I'm sorry, you're going to be starving. Know how to work and know how to talk to people. Know how, know, yeah, work, look people in the eye, talk to people, but that's a, whole nother, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Well, the best thing about school, Derek, absolutely the summer. If you're looking to make summer plans, now's the time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher with Magical Destinations of Fernando. Magical Destinations of Fernando is located right here under the water tower. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, Gulf Shores, Destin, anywhere in the United States, anywhere on the Gulf Coast, now's the time to reach out to these ladies to help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited. I know we're in the middle of the summer. Summer plans may have already come and gone or summer plans may already be made. Get in touch with these ladies when it comes to your fall plans, even Christmas travel plans. Now's the time. You can never contact them early enough when it comes to trying to plan the trip of your dreams Reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher again at 662-469-6304. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. 
DFTC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. They are the dentist of the UTW podcast, and they should be yours. You know, Derek, another option for these graduates is definitely the military service. That's something that Richard Williams at Williams Services was proud and honored to serve his country, but learned a lot about leadership, learned a lot in his military service when it comes to hard work. If you're looking for someone for outdoor needs, gate repair, fence repair, weekly mowing, bi-monthly mowing, anything outside, reach out to Williams Services. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. As I mentioned, leaf removal, tree trimming, any type of summer cleanups, now's the time to give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Well, Derek, somebody we definitely know is not afraid of hard work. As we've mentioned in the past, uh, let's see, he was a reporter, he is a pastor, uh, and he is the curator for the DeSoto County Museum, Mr. Rob Long. And the DeSoto County Museum, each and every Tuesday, brings us the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. The DeSoto County Museum is located right across from Bancorp South, right here on Commerce Street in Hernando. They are open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, that's Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Stop by any time, let Rob and his staff show you around the DeSoto County Museum. Derek, what is this week's DeSoto County Fact of the Week? This week's Fact of the Week is not the longest fact of the week, okay. uh, but I think, you know, we've had a co- really some really good, interesting ones. Absolutely. This one is both short and very interesting just because of the way that a neighboring town, our neighboring community of Eudora, okay. got its name. Okay. Hit it. So this was provided to the museum by the late historian J.B. Bell. The first postmaster named the community for his daughter, Ella, thus the name Ellaville. At a later date, it became known as Dixie. Still later, it is said that a team of mules pulling a load of logs over a muddy road were urged to greater effort as the driver singled out one of the mules with the cry, You, Dora! Okay. Her extra effort was honored by naming the place Eudora, which name it still retains. Okay. I guess the donkey that pulled the best, the mule that pulled the best, Eudora! It is now called Eudora. Hey, man, that's pretty interesting. So that's wow. So there's not, a, there's not, a not Y-O-U-D-O-R-A. Sure. It's E-U-D-O-R-A. Look, but there you a, go, Eudora. A, what an interesting thing. That's one. I mean, who, who knew that that's how Eudora, uh, just west of Hernando, uh, got its name. So that's pretty neat. Rob Long, thanks a lot for that DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Like you said, Derek Short, interesting. We actually got a Facebook message from 
Coleman's Barbecue down in Sanatobia for mentioning us on the podcast yeah. last week. You know, so I thought that was a pretty neat pretty, thing. That was pretty yeah. good. So look, we do have one listener. They happen to be from Coleman's Barbecue, so it <laughs> kind of worked out pretty well. So thank you, Rob Long, for that DeSoto County Fact of the Week. We really appreciate it. And again, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., take your kids, set up an opportunity to tour around, show them the county that they live in, show them the history of this county. DeSoto County has been a, a vital part of the Mid-South for, for, for you know well over a century. So just a really, really neat, amazing county we live in. Never hurts to educate our young people on where they grow up. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them at their website, greenkingspray.com. They are my spray service. They should be your spray service. And remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, driving around a little bit this weekend, I noticed three different dumpsters in people's yards from our newest advertiser, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business that is offering service seven days a week. They service DeSoto County, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. They offer 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. This company accommodates professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscapers, new construction, renovations, and business disposable. But the part of their business they would really like to grow is the part where homeowners may need a dumpster for cleaning out their houses, yards, attics, basements, or sheds. Their dumpsters are in great conditions as to not be an eyesore in your driveway. You can call them at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is to visit their website, desotodumpsters.com. That's desotodumpsters.com. For pricing, to set up a dumpster, drop off, pick up, anything you need can be done right there on the website. North Mississippi Dumpsters, our newest advertiser. North Point Christian School continues to enroll for 2021-2022 as some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point's DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127 or email her at sshero-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour. Don't delay. Call today. Last but not least, podcast brought to you by the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agriculture traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. For more information about the Hernando Farmer's Market, you can contact Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662 662- 
449-9092 for any information. The Hernando Farmers Market takes place every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. from May 1st through October. I've said it numerous times. I'll continue to say it. It is the best farmer's market in the state of Mississippi. It is a wonderful farmer's market. If you're looking for something to do every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., it seems like, Derek, there's a number of different things, new vendors and and different things that may come and go each week. But we're going to continue to recognize some of those. Mama's Kitchen Cakes and Bakes, Brown Dairy Farms, Richardson Farms, Rose's Bark Bakery, and Coffee Central Square. They're just some of the vendors that continue to come out each and every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Hernando Farmers Market. Well, Derek, we've been wanting to do some different things throughout the uh, summer to kind of you know, show people who we are, what kind of things that we enjoy, movies we enjoy, music we enjoy, a number of different things. So we're going to be working on our comedy and action movies. I had several people uh, you know, mention this to me when we talked about our animated and sports movies. We had several, literally the night after, I had a guy kind of corner me about some of the things, some of the different choices. But uh, we certainly appreciate you listening to that. And, and we look forward to talking about comedy and action here in just a few moments. But as we like to do, this show is all about young people. We like to shed a light on the young people and what they're doing. We've got three signings, the North Point Christian Trojans uh, baseball team, the runner-up, state runner-up uh, here in the last several weeks, has some good news coming out for some guys continuing their careers. What you got? All right, so yesterday at noon, they had three baseball players sign scholarships to go play or to further their education and to be able to continue to play baseball. Those signings were Carson Fox, Meridian Community College, Anthony Zarlingo, who's going to Southwest Community College, and Jack Staples, who will be playing baseball at Christian Brothers University. So Carson Fox, Meridian Community College, Anthony Zarlingo, Southwest Community College, and Jack Staples at Christian Brothers University. Again, you know, going to some junior college, some at a four-year school, just can, being able to have their education paid for and continue to play the game they love. Help me out, Zarling- Zarlingo. Is he going to Southwest Mississippi or Southwest Tennessee? No, Southwest Tennessee. Southwest Tennessee. Okay, sure. yeah, Southwest Mississippi Community College, not far from where I grew up. So, congratulations to those young men for for that. I mean, goodness, if you can continue to, if you want to keep playing baseball and somebody will pay for your college to go and do that, I highly recommend trying it. I uh, really enjoyed cheering on the North Point Trojans. I mean, playing over forty games, coming within a just really, really close to being the state champion. So congratulations on a wonderful year. Again, Coach Kirkpatrick, something I think that's really important to these high school coaches now, part of their job should consist of helping their players find, should they want to, helping them get into college and get their college paid for. So great job by him for sure. Well, Derek, let's turn the page. Some some fun stuff we did last week. Again, gentleman cornered me and had some – you know, choice words to say about my animated uh, picks and so <laughs> forth. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about comedy. Let's start off with our comedy. We oh, share, do, okay. we we share, do share okay. comedy. Yes. Okay. You go first. You you did it kind of a ranking three to one for yourself. I did it more of like a, uh, I can't turn them off. If they come on, I simply cannot turn them off. Give me your first one. Go. I'll give you the first one. I think this is the one that we're going to have in comments. So I'm going to go ahead and say it sure, first, go ahead. even though it, pro- it I did have it first. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Absolutely. That's Ferris, my son's favorite movie, too. Is it? Uh, my, 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 both my kids love it also. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Matt, came out this week, oh, wow. June 11th, 1986. Wow. This is produced by John Hughes, of course, also 16 Candles Breakfast Club, along with many others. This was his love letter to Chicago. Sure. He wrote it in less than a week. Of course, starred Matthew Broderick, Alan Ruck, Jennifer Grey, Charlie Sheen. Now, Matt, here are some of the people that were you know, always kind of figure out, okay, people that could have been in those roles. So the people that were considered for the role of Ferris, Jim Carrey, a young Jim Carrey, John Cusack, Tom Cruise, Michael J. Fox. Can you see any of those four in that role? Jim Carrey was a little, uh, no, definitely not Jim Carrey. John Cusack's not handsome enough. 
Keeping it real. He's not handsome enough. Okay, okay. Tom, Tom Cruise, yes, while handsome, he had just, I mean, risky business. I see him as that. that well, was, 86, that's also Top Gun. I mean, that's a that's Right, a, but, yeah, I, that's, but I mean, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. He had moved on to a little bit older movies and risky business. To me, that was his high school yeah, that's right. uh, movie. And then what was the last one? Michael, oh, Michael J. Fox. J. Fox. No, he's, he's just too, uh, Michael J. Fox is too uh, wholesome for Ferris Bueller's part. That, I, I agree with that. Plus, he had his own, you know, Teen Wolf. Oh, absolutely, his sure. high school. Yeah. And, of course, he played in high school or literally the entire yeah, run of course. on TV. So, uh, now, and then the role for Cameron, uh, the other name I found that was up for that, Emilio Estevez. I could see that. I could see that more than I could see probably any of the ones for Actually, for I could probably see Emilio Estevez more as Ferris Bueller than I would have seen him as Cameron. You know, again, Cameron was kind of a tall, aloof kind of character. He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. This is, this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, with, I'll go. Having him and Charlie Sheen together, you know, brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the, uh, the the trash movie they were in together? What was it? Minute Work. Minute Work. Yeah, so he could have had a second Minute Work there with the, both of those in there. The budget was $5 million, made $71 million. Sounds right, yeah. Now, look, I love this movie since I was young. Ferris was cool. Mm-hmm. He was a slacker, but he made it cool. Sure. Uh, you know, he had cool inventions, cool girlfriend, was able to uh, rope his friend into a cool car. I guess hijinks, the shenanigans all over Chicago. Just a great, great movie. Many one-liners are yes. still used today, yes. and uh, could not be happier. Uh, every time this movie comes on, I will watch it and basically quote everything I know right. all the way through. Exactly. And if you listen this far, you understand what the music was at the beginning of the show. Now you understand what we had the music at the Twist beginning of the shout. show. Twist and shout. I mean, what a wonderful scene that is right there when he just goes. But that's that's the kind of stuff that you know Ferris Bueller is. When we talk, when you said something earlier, you said something about being able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Kids, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, they don't they don't really know how to talk to people. Ferris Bueller could talk to people life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it period i mean he, 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 he talked froman right Abe. exactly that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff and he was able to talk his way onto the float and those type things but i mean you know just a wonderful movie it's a great great movie yeah and that's definitely a comedy that we share um you know for for real I mean, again it's wilson's favorite movie 14 year old boy absolutely loves that movie and i i, I think he once he saw it at about 12 i do think he's he's a bigger slacker now because of ferris bueller i really think that uh, now you're gonna say that ferris bueller kind of like they say marilyn manson causes violence now ferris bueller's causing slackers maybe so he doesn't dress goth or anything <laughs> like that so i guess you know a little bit different well look, let's move on to mine uh, mine uh, like so we that, share. That, that's one, that's of one yours, we share right? yeah that's yeah, one, so definitely you one go for your number two then all I'll right so you. so one i never can turn off i absolutely watch it anytime it's on i watch it one-liners, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is a phenomenal oh, a movie. movie. It's a, a it's movie. a great movie. It's a funny movie. It's um, you know, it's got the part you know with his dad and, and being tricked and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's it's a great great movie. Chris Farley, the late Chris Farley, uh, was just phenomenal. Yeah. That was that, that's part of my childhood, early nineties, uh, quoting those things and, and stuff like that. That was he was uh, Tommy Boy was right at the point where, where I was coming into college. So a lot of people, you know, my fraternity for you know three or four years all throughout my fraternity we. Quoted that movie yeah. all the time. We made all the sounds, did all the jokes, did all the different things, uh, and it's still a great movie. But uh, Tommy Boy is definitely one of my top three. And that, I think my favorite scene in Tommy Boy is when he sets the truck on fire on the desk. Sure. Oh my <laughs> God! It's going like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just absolutely flips out on a sales call again. Uh, as we said, be able to talk to people, and you know, to, at the at the you know when he was first starting his sales calls, he could it's not terrible. talk to people. He was just trying to be a jokester like he always yeah. was. I can't do this anymore, man. My head's about to explode. My whole life sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. My dad just died. We just killed Bambi. I'm out here getting my 
kicked, and every time I drive down the road, I want to jerk the wheel into a bridge in Buntman. You know, at the end of the movie, obviously, he learns how to talk to people and yeah. how, to, how to become a salesman. But, yeah, that was just a fantastic scene. It's wonderful. And actually, it kind of came out, like I said, freshman year of college, that type stuff. But my, my father-in-law sees Tommy Boy in me whenever I kind of – Heather and I started, you know, we were together and, and so forth. And I had, my hair was all kind of crazy. And I was a little bit, you know, still a little bit kind of overweight. And That guy in a little coat. Well, yeah, stuff like that, you know, but definitely uh, he was always wired and, you know, my father-in-law kind of saw me as that way. But Tommy Boy, just a great movie. And, uh, you know, what's your next one? My next one, number two, Caddyshack. Perfect. Now, this is, if y'all remember from last week, I had on their Major League as a sports movie. One of the reasons, and I mentioned, I could not put it as a comedy, even though it could have gone either way, is because I already had a sports movie as a comedy, Caddyshack. Now, Caddyshack came out, uh, it was released in July 25th of 1980. So, basically, I had one for when I was really young, about five or six. Ferris Bueller, I was 12, 11, 12. Uh, so kind of one right there for middle school. Uh, this was directed by Harold Ramis. Now, those of y'all that are not familiar with Harold Ramis, that's Egon. Uh, in Ghostbusters, if you know, if you watch Ghostbusters, he's Egon, uh, but he was a director primarily. Uh, Chevy Chase, Roddy Dangerfield, Ted Knight, Michael O'Keefe, and of course Bill Murray were in the movie. Uh, the salary, the budget was 4.8 million. It made 60 million uh, in the movie theaters. Filmed at the Rolling Hills Golf Club in Davie, Florida, but it was made to look like it was in the Midwest. So actually filmed in Florida, but tried to make it look like kind of a Midwest golf course. Bushwood. Bushwood. This is the only film that Chevy Chase and Bill Murray appeared in together. Interesting. That is, you know, I mean, think about it now. You're like, okay, that makes sense. But, I mean, if you would have told me that when they were on SNL together, I would have found that shocking. Right, I agree. Uh, This is the only movie they ever appeared in together. After filming, the directors realized that they did not have a scene together. So they went and added the scene when when, uh, Chevy Chase plays night golf. Yeah, hits the ball into the thing. Yeah, (laughs) Into his, like, little his shack living area exactly uh you know mind if i play through you know you have all the great quotes that of course that are still used today the baby ruth scene i mean if you go play golf you're probably going to quote that movie three or four times oh, sure every round let's go while we're young Do you mind sir trying to tee off i bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks gambling is illegal at bushwood sir and i never slice okay you can owe me i owe you nothing it's uh, in the, the hole. <laughs> it's in like the, that. Yeah. Uh, Noonan. Yeah. Uh, the Baby Ruth scene, the nose-picking scene, uh, and then, of course, the final scene when everything blows up. And I love this movie as a young kid, but I'm going to be honest. I was probably about the age of when I watched Ferris Bueller and when I actually watched the real version. Right. right? Sure. So you had the TV cut version, which I thought was funny. Loved the gopher, all that kind of stuff. But it, I was probably to right before middle school, right around sixth grade-ish. When I actually watched the real version, it was like, wow, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of words, a lot of scenes. Yeah, and one thing you may be talking about, she actually played an entire round of golf with no bra on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she sat there and played. Anyway, that's just, just kind of funny. But, yeah, but, I mean, just a great movie, a uh, great comedy. Like you said, I love the movies where you can, you know, every 10 seconds is, a, is another quote or another thing, another thing you can say or whatever. It looks like I'm a wreck. Uh, I'm a big Chevy Chase fan. I mean, some of the different ones. Actually, uh, here in just a minute, I might mention another one of his comedies that were honorable mention or almost there. Ones I can't turn off, ones I grill with. But, you know, Caddyshack, I mean, I played golf growing up. As I started to play golf, I saw, I, you know, saw that movie. I remember when I was a kid, and it's not very good. You don't have to go seek this out. But Caddyshack 2, oh, I, I watched right. it. It wasn't good, no, it wasn't but for good. some reason I watched it all the time or whatever as well. So, again, I think I was just playing a lot of golf or whatever. But just a, 
This is a great movie. Bill Murray's great. Chevy Chase is great in it. Rodney uh, Dangerfield, who was a stand up oh, oh. stand up comedian up to that point, became a star because yeah, of this movie. Absolutely. Just a phenomenal movie. A uh, good choice by you. All right, my next up, again, we shared Ferris Bueller. I said Tommy Boy. So my last choice, my last choice would be one I can't turn off. Actually has a sequel coming up. I don't know if you knew that or not. Mm. Wedding Crashers. Did not know yeah, that. Wedding Crashers. Up. Yes. That's wow. kind of been a big deal because Wedding Crashers 2 will be out in the next couple of years, and people are saying it may be a little bit uh, it may be a little bit of a slap in the face to cancel culture. So get oh, ready from a okay. politically correct okay. type situation. It may be a little bit of a, a slap in the face to cancel culture and politically correct stuff. But uh, my wife's one of my wife's favorite movies. She loves Wedding Crashers. But it came out right as we were newlyweds, you mm-hmm. know, right, you know, in the mid-2000s. So it was kind of one of those comedies or one of those movies that we saw together with friends that we still have, that kind of stuff. And it's just a great movie. It's, oh, it's, it's a, a great great movie. movie. The concept is pretty neat. Wedding Crashing uh, came became a huge thing uh, after that for a couple of years. It was a big Jerry deal. Rice basically – Makes a living out of it now. He just right. crashes a bunch right. of weddings. He just crashes weddings. I mean, <laughs> the, the quotes are great. Uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, Isla Fisher. I mean, you know, there's stars. I'm not saying because of this movie, but, you know, the, it was a buddy movie, of course, which is always good. It was a love story. Um, but at the same time, um, it was just awesome. It's just a great movie. Uh, the one-liners, I mean, Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Vince Vaughn there at the dinner table is one of the best scenes Stage of four all clinger. time. It's a stage four just, clinger. Just exactly. Don't ever leave me. Ever. Good. Because I'd find you. <laughs> and look we've all had kind of crazy girlfriends and that type stuff or whatever and then you know just bradley cooper's in it and he plays a role where he's you know it was before it became kind of the sex symbol type thing he was a real jerk and stuff like that and so we've all you know had girlfriends or new girls that dated guys that were jerks and you were like man what are you doing with this clown you know that type stuff you know yeah, christopher walken christopher walken as the dad exactly. i mean just I was, yeah, her dad man fantastic i mean big lane anytime you can have a movie where dr quinn medicine woman is maybe the hottest thing in the movie. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, That's man. pretty good. As, as the mom. That, as the mom. As the exactly. mom. <laughs> she says, she, "You got the scene where he like he's trying to put his shoes on, and she comes in there, and he, he you know, she's he, he she asked him to do some certain things, <laughs> and she says, "Call me, call me Kitty Cat." It's it's just it is a great movie. And then here comes Vince Vaughn down the stairs, and he's like, "What?" He says, "Man," he tells him what he just what had just happened. And Vince Vaughn's like, "What? Get over yourself." She, anyway. <laughs> Just an awesome movie. I'm sorry to drag on, but uh, Wedding Crashers. If you've never seen it, you probably stop, need to stop listening to, to the podcast because we are, we're not the kind of show for you. But Wedding Crashers, probably my, my top three. My, the meatloaf! Wedding your, Crashers, great, yeah, your great last movie. one. Your last one is what? And I'm going to kind of piggyback off the Bradley Cooper mention sure, because my last one is The Hangover. Yes, yes. Great. Hangover, June 5th. Again, not yeah. almost, uh, but just a week off. June 5th, 2009. Directed by Todd Phillips. We had Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms. Zach Galifianakis, Heather Graham, and Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor, also fantastic in Arrested Development. Absolutely. Um, budget, $35 million. It made a whopping $469 uh, yes. million dollars the box and office. And re- I would say the reason it was $35 million would, would have been all the stuff that they had to do in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, it won the Golden Globe for wow. Best Comedy, uh, and it became the highest grossing comedy ever, yep. beating out Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Now, it has been eclipsed. It was eclipsed by Hangover, Hangover 2. 2. Yes. Hangover 2. Which is not nearly as good. Not nearly as it's good. It's almost like the same thing. But uh, but, but if you oh, – the great. Hangover, when it came out, because Wedding Crashers was, you know, it was pretty shocking also. Yeah. Roughly the uh, same time, give or take. Roughly the same time. I mean, of course, Bradley, this was what you know exploded Bradley Cooper. Right. But, I mean, when you're watching that movie and not knowing what to expect and seeing it for the first time and how this just starts off and they have no – they're basically – if you've never seen it, they basically have to relive the night they can't remember. Sure. 
just an absolutely fantastic premise. The way that it goes about it, the actors involved. It introduced the world to Ken Jeong, yeah. um, who's a- an actual doctor. Actual doctor, yes. that's right. And he, of course, he ended up playing a doctor later on on TV. Yeah. So a lot fun. of this we cannot talk about on the so <laughs> on this podcast, but it is absolutely fantastic. Please, if you have not seen The Hangover, kids, I will tell you to probably wait until after you're over the age of 16 to watch The Hangover. Sure. But uh, Mike Tyson. Mike yes. Tyson being yep. in it, I think, was a shock to everybody who didn't. Uh, early Twitter uh, Facebook was going hot and heavy by that time, but early Twitter. So as long as you didn't try to spoil it, you know, spoil yep. it for yourself. Mike Tyson showing up, just unbelievable. This is my favorite part coming up right now. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You close, my guy. Oh Lord, but I've been waiting for this moment. Oh my life. One more time, guys. Oh, Lord. Uh, that you can get him to get on there and play that role. So anyway, again, Hangover, just a wonderful, wonderful movie. Absolutely. Some of the best movies, comedies we've, we've definitely mentioned. Uh, all the ones we've mentioned, go watch them. Heck, if you haven't seen them in a while, go watch them again. You'll be uh, very excited. So we're going to turn our attention there. We're, we've, we've talked about laughing uh, you know, our tails off as much as we can. Now we're going to turn our attentions to maybe some th- some uh, scenes or some different things that really just, you know, Grip the chair there when it comes to being in the movie theater. Some awesome, awesome. I'm not talking about horror again because you won't allow us to talk about that. But, hey, action movies. Action movies that have maybe uh, made a big impact on us or, you know, growing up and stuff like that. I was kind of, when we were talking about our movies, I was a little surprised that none of the newer movies are, are maybe on there. But uh, most of the movies that we're going to talk about are going to be a little bit older, yeah. which which tells me in our, in our teens, our 20s, our 30s, that those were kind of the movies that, you know, just – Really well, shaped, shaped what you like, yeah, what you exactly. want to see. Exactly. And, and, and there, there are a lot of action movies now. And I will, I'll, you know, spoiler alert, there's no Marvel movies sure. uh, on either of our list. I don't, I don't know yours yet, but yeah. uh, that, I know it's not on my list. Um, so I don't know, you know, th- those are newer. Uh, but I'm, I'm not saying that couldn't be 20 years from now for some of the people that are listening. Uh, but it's not on ours. But yeah, uh, I guess we kind of both went first last week. I'll take the first one. Go ahead. Uh, the first one, and, it, you know, you said there's no horror movies on there. There are not any horror movies on here. This one's got some horror aspect to it. My first one is Predator. Yeah. Predator came out again the same week, uh, June 12th, 1987. Wait, wait, it came on the same time as Ferris Bueller? Yeah, as Ferris Bueller. Uh, A week later, a year later. No, a day later. A A day day later. later. It was June 11th for Ferris Bueller, June 12th, 87. So it was one year and one day later. Gotcha, okay. 34 years this week. Directed by John McTiernan. Had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, Bill Duke. The budget was 45. Now, this was very expensive to make. And right. We'll talk about why in a second. Budget was 45 million, made 98 million. So it did double it barely. Yeah, double, yeah. But not not kind of the big, the you know, wide margins that we have for the other movies. This, now, again, this is, the, I think, Arnold's best action film for himself. I'm right. not saying this is his best movie. Right. I'm saying it's the best. I, I, I enjoyed him the most in this role. I guess right. that's what sure. I'm saying. I agree. The original title was Hunter. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was the original Predator. But was recast. It's too short. It's too short. He was recast due to his size, and the original Predator suit was it was so bulky and so hot he passed out twice in it. Wow. So he, I think he kind of was a mutual. Hey, you're probably not big enough to go against uh, Arnold. Also, hey man, I, I hate the suit. I gotta get out of it. So they kind of part ways. He was replaced by Kevin Peter Hall, who is seven foot two inches tall. Oh wow. Uh, so that's who played the Predator. During the filming, the actors got Montezuma's revenge from their hotel food, and all the guys would wake up at 3 a.m. to work out before filming. Now, so all yeah, you know, these sure. testosterone-laden 
probably other chemicals involved, Layden. They're getting out at 3 a.m., working out. They've got dysentery. They've got Montezuma's Revenge. Arnold, seeing all this, has special weights flown in for him. He starts working out by himself because he do not want the other guys to see what he's doing. He's so competitive at working out. Uh, and again, as I said, this could be considered somewhat a horror action film because there's multiple gruesome deaths. Uh, there's a you know extremely deadly enemy that's a lot of shocking surprise scenes. Uh, there's Arnold being Arnold. This is a chopper! There's guys obviously with major testosterone going on. Uh, but and a great way to beat him at the end, you know, that kind of I guess spoiler this movie's been out 34 years. He covers himself with mud so the guy, you know, so the, the predator can't pick him up on his heat infrared. Matt, that is not possible. Yeah, mud does not right. hide yeah, right. uh, the, the heat infrared. So uh, we, we'll go with it for the movie aspect of it. However, that could not have been done in real life. But yeah, what a great movie! Again, you said eighty-seven, which would have maybe about nine. Something neat, Derek. You don't know. I, don't, I never told you about this, but on our land, we had the only uh, tower for HBO, Showtime, cable tower, all that kind of stuff. So part of the deal my dad cut with them was to get free cable. So we we, we had HBO, Showtime, uh, Skinamax, all, <laughs> all those channels. We had those since I was a kid, and so I was able to watch all those movies. Some of the movies that I'm, I'm about to mention for myself, I was able to see them fairly early uh, on in my life. You know, when they came to HBO or Showtime, we were able to watch them. But man, Predator was and is. It's a phenomenal movie. It's a military movie in some aspects. I mean, it's a survival movie, of course. And then there's some horror aspects of it because he is a bad-looking dude. He oh, really no. is. I mean, well, you, sci-fi, you don't see definitely him. some sci-fi. Well, you don't see him for like the yeah. first 45 yeah. minutes of the show because he's just basically, yeah. he is invisible in the trees. Correct. It's all about fear. I mean, that's what that's what it is. So it's all about fear. But look, just a great pick by you. Predator, definitely uh, going to be right up there on my list as well. My first, and like I said, I, I don't rank mine three to one or anything like that. What I can't turn off, if I see it on, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Definitely Top Gun, 1986. Mm. Top Gun, just nice. an uh, yeah, just an awesome movie, an awesome soundtrack. You know how much I enjoy music. It's just a great, great movie. Uh, would have been about eight years. Saw it in the theaters, mm-hmm. um, and just I mean, it's just a wonderful movie. Probably going to be one of the first times I ever saw a. Well, <laughs> I don't mind saying this, Derek. Probably at eight years old. Probably the first time I saw. And if you're, you know, it's a family show, so if you have kids, fast forward. It's the first time I saw an actual tongue kiss. Mm. Does that make if that makes sense? That's very racy, man. Yeah. Very racy. Very racy. Nineteen eighty six. Uh-huh. Look, and if if you're a podcast listener and do not know that 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 is possible, um, you're either too old or it hasn't happened in a long time or <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, that was the first time probably I saw. And was like, whoa, what is that? So uh, very interesting. I just remember I also saw it in the theater. I remember it was extremely loud. You know, yeah. obviously the oh, dullness yeah, around and stuff like that. But this was extremely loud because of the jets taking off. Uh, buddy movie. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's also you know it's a sad movie. I mean, yeah. it's it's. Moved all the emotions, uh, but I just remember, of course, uh, the classic one-liners um, and, you know, the volleyball scene, which, you know, everybody kind of comes back to and makes fun of now. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, just a, a wonderful movie. And when you're an impressionable – I was in fifth or sixth grade – Pressure kid that age. I mean, Tom Cruise was the man. Oh, sure. The absolute sure. man. So, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Absolutely wonderful action movie. Can you imagine right now, yesterday, Derek, uh, yesterday, Monday, uh, Heat Index was about 104. Can you imagine getting out in a pair of jeans, mm. out playing the bus? Yeah, <laughs> jeans. <laughs> Hey, uh, and when you go rewatch that, notice I, I think Jeans. I, I think I think five foot six Tom Cruise had about seven kills in that yeah, game. Yeah, he did. Don't know how that's possible, 
But uh, Goose is setting him up every yeah. time. I'm like, wait, what? Well, hey, look, I got a lot of friends that listen to this show. Can you imagine me getting out there in a pair of blue jeans right now? Uh, yeah, that, that would be quite funny. That would be quite funny. There's a lot of guys listening to the radio right now just chuckling about me out there in a pair of jeans, barefooted in the sand. Sand volleyball is the worst. Oh, my oh, God. It's so terrible. And sand volleyball is terrible. And then, and then, and then, to play and with then two slider people. just nope. doing the pose just to just do the pose. I'm, and I'm, just, I'm just talking about just in general. Sand volleyball oh, in general is terrible. It's one of, we're going to rank worse sports. That may rank pretty high, but uh, you know, interesting. All right, Derek, what's your next? One. Next one. Just mentioned that Tom Cruise as a you know five, fifth or sixth grader was the man. This guy was a man for probably about two decades. Sure. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, we're going to share that one because yeah, oh, I, I watched I watched it this weekend. I, I didn't turn it off. Yeah, twice. I mean, all right. So this came out June twelfth, same week. Oh my god, nineteen eighty one. So we had three movies in the same week, different years obviously, but three movies. So that this this second week of June is a huge huge time for movies to be coming out came out June 12th, 1981, six years to the day before Predator, and 40th anniversary this week. Well, actually, what, three days ago right. uh, was its 40th anniversary oh for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Directed by Steven Spielberg, produced by Frank Marshall, story by George Lucas, and the music by John Williams. I mean, perfect. bam, just, the just murderer's row yeah, uh, who put this movie on. Starred, obviously, Harrison Ford, Karen Allen. Lucas came up with the idea as a way to bring the serialized films from the early 20th century to the modern age. He actually came up with this idea before he made Star Wars. So they, this idea was like the early 70s. Before he came up with Star Wars, he was trying to do like a uh, Flash Gordon remake. Yeah. They wouldn't let him do it, so he ended up writing his own Space Odyssey, which obviously Star Wars. Sure. But he put this on the back burner in order to do that. Uh, it had a $20 million budget and became the highest grossing film in 1981 at $331 million, which is a lot yeah, of absolutely. money in 1981. Absolutely. Uh, it stayed, how long, Matt, do you think it was in the theaters? That actually stayed in the theaters? 14 months. Four, exactly oh, right. What a 14 good months. Stayed in the theaters for a year and two months. Think about that. Golly. And they, yeah. I mean, you know, just you go see it any time right. for 14 months. 14 months. months. Good uh, the original name of the character was Indiana Smith. Oh, gosh. But everyone agreed that Jones sounded better. And they were looking for a common last yeah. name, right? But they said that Jones sounded better than Smith. This movie ushered in the stop action, uh, which means scene-to-scene action movies that still carries on today. This was the first one where basically there was some type of action every 10 minutes. That yeah. was the goal of the you know, of Spielberg, of Lucas. They wanted to have something going on every 10 minutes. And if you've watched it, I mean, it's constant action. That's a great movie. Uh, the movie studio that bought it was Paramount. Matt, the president of Paramount at that time, Michael Eisner. Oh, wow. Michael Disney, Eisner. Future Disney. Yeah. Future of uh, ran Disney for years. Uh, and so, you know, of course, he carried a lot of that stuff over into Disney, kind of the, the rides and stuff like that. One of the most iconic intros, obviously. Uh, some of the best action scenes ever in the movies, the hat, the whip, and the jacket. Uh, I, I know I owned a hat, the hat and the whip at some point in my life. Uh, and then, of course, the ending, just the melting of the faces. But I think the, the overall thing why I love this movie the most, not only because he was such a just an awesome, awesome action hero, uh, was the fact that it was based on uh, the Christian arc. Yeah. I mean, just when I was young, I mean, I went to Catholic school and, you know, a lot of religion in my household. My, my parents, you know, grew up, uh, my dad was Catholic. My mom converted to Catholicism. And so we always, and just seeing the arc and just a, a uh, rendering or I guess a, re- a reimagining of what the arc actually looks like and have somebody build it like that was just the coolest thing to me and the power that it had. And we, kn- you know, know what you're taught in the Bible. And then to see the effect it had on the, the quote unquote evil people at the sure. end was just fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you had you know had the Nazis searching for something. The Nazis were still even 1981, so late 70s when he started doing this stuff. Now I'm gonna blow your mind. Let me blow your mind right now. Yeah. So that was 40 years ago. Yeah. All right. 40 years 
before that would have been 1941. Would have literally been the start of the of World War II. That's that's how far away we are from from 81. Right. That's how far they were from 41. Just well, crazy. Yeah, it's 80 years ago. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're, so you have the bad guys with the Nazis and stuff, and you had uh, my favorite part about Raiders of the Lost Ark is when he's tr- when they're traveling by plane, they got the red dot, that moose <laughs> thing. That's like my favorite hey, I, part of the budget thing. cutting. Oh, absolutely. That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a simple thing. But look, just a great great movie, great character. Uh, like you said, action uh, in 1981. That is my Mind blowing action in 1981. Oh, it was no. That, when people came out, there was uh, there were like reviews at the time I read that you know people of course were gushing. This is yeah. unbelievable, four star or whatever. And there was one woman. She came out in the New York Times, I think, and she said she gave it a terrible review because she said basically this is what all movies are going to become now, and she was right. Uh, she was right, and hopefully that was her last movie review that it took serious. Well, I mean, she was a critic. I mean, you know, they call yeah. them critics, right? So she was being critical yeah. because she said, okay, now this is the f- – I, I, I now see what the future movies are going to look like, what's going to happen to all the other slower kind of movies. And, of course, they still exist. But, I mean, right now, Marvel – you go to the theater to see Marvel, all the other smaller movies kind of aren't being no, made I agree, right yeah. now. I, I agree. Great choice by you. Again, Razor Law Stark. I'm sharing that one with you. Mine was Top Gun. My last one, uh, Derek, you just mentioned it. Now that I'm just kind of sitting here thinking about some things, action, uh, movies you can't turn off, movies that started to shape what we thought and what we could imagine, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm going to go with Star Wars. Some people might would not even. Some people would say that was more of a drama than it would be a, an action movie, maybe. But well, but, and that's why we didn't do drama yeah, because it's yeah. drama could be all of these. Yeah, I was trying to. I was going through the Rotten Tomatoes list of top action movies, and half of them were drama, and some of them were comedies and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I mean, but but Star Wars was just something that just and, and shaped us. You mean Star Wars: New Hope? Correct. I'm talking about the number one, the first yeah, one. Before, yeah. What it was, like I said, turning on, can't uh, stop watching it uh, type stuff, but definitely shaped the world. I mean, I guess 45 years ago uh, would be right at 45 years ago um, but just I mean just a wonderful movie uh, characters again the action parts of it um, space it made you think about different things but I mean Star Wars yes definitely one I can't turn off but that's going to be uh, definitely one of my top five and your last and uh, definitely I do agree with this choice as well my last one Die Hard so Die Hard um, and what we'll kind of talk about you know it came out in July 15th in 1988 so it was a it, it's a Christmas themed movie. We can talk about whether or not it is a Christmas movie. Christmas themed movie, but it actually came out in the summertime in 1988. Uh, it was produced by John McTiernan, same guy that produced Predator. Um, so obviously he had a nice little run there, about a two or no, I think it was like more of like a three or five year run. Based on the 1979 book, Nothing Lasts Forever. Uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Alan Rickman. This was his first film. Wow, that's I mean he was on Broadway yeah, for years, but he was in his early to mid 40s his first film uh reginald johnson of course the cop 30 million dollars to make 140 million as what they get at the box office right lead role was turned down by both schwarzenegger and stallone different movie different movie but turned down by both of them i cannot imagine either one of them in that role bruce yeah. willis is perfect in it, yeah and then again also offered to frank sinatra now it was offered to Frank Sinatra. Obviously, Frank Sinatra was in his 70s, okay? He was 72. Offered to Frank Sinatra. This thing's funny, but they had to because he was the main character in the movie made from the prequel book called The Detective in the late 60s. Wow. So the, the guy, the author that wrote the, um, Nothing Lasts Forever, right. his first book was The Detective, so it was kind of a you know, back-to-back, kind of a sequel to The uh, Detective. A, yeah, sequel to the detective. So since Sinatra had starred in that, they they uh, yeah, contractually they had to offer it to him. He was seventy two. Thank goodness he said, "Yeah, I'm, I need to decline yeah, that." Of so he did decline it. Uh, the movie was not well received by critics, but became synonymous with a new type of action movie. Now we talked about Harrison Ford coming on the scene. 
starting that type of action movie. Well, this one is an everyday man rises to extraordinary heights to save the day. Uh, and so again, before then, there was a lot of Stallone and Schwarzenegger, right? Muscle bound. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, Rambo was a basically a, a Green Beret type, you know, special ops person. Schwarzenegger was just tremendous and could always work weapons. Well, I mean, John McClane is a cop. Well, he's a cop, and let me ask you. And also, he had a wife. That he had a part, wife. That was part of the movie. Yeah. Big deal. They were separated or whatever, you know, yeah. that type of stuff. Had a, had a child. That's right. So, yeah, like you said, an everyman kind of getting to save the day. So, the first one. So, then, but of course, once this became, film became successful, everybody loved on it. You know, about, what, three or four four sequels? Three right. sequels. I guess there was four. Uh, maybe there's five. No, actually, I think there's five. Anyway, then you came up with, you know, people started kind of piggybacking off that, kind of stealing from it. You had Die Hard on a Bus, which was Speed. Yeah. Die Hard on a Plane, Passenger 57. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, they just took the concept. Great villain. Yeah, of course. Unbelievable villain. Like being his first movie. Now I have a machine gun. I mean, Hans was just a fantastic villain. And of course, Matt, the final, most important question Is this to you a Christmas movie? Uh, it's, no, I mean, it's not a Christmas movie. Like you said, Christmas themed. It came out in July. And there's a debate. Like yeah, every, there's you a debate. watch yeah. them on like the, yeah. the, the, whatever the channel has the all the time. Yeah, but the it's 25 Christmas. Days of Christmas. Yeah. It'll be one of the movies. Yeah. People argue all the time is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Uh, I, I will watch it at Christmas. I'll yeah. watch it anytime. Right. But no, uh, fantastic. Yeah, movie. there's definitely Christmas parts of it, of course. But at the same time, I, like you said, watch it year round. The action. Christmas is definitely the, the, the behind the scenes role of it or whatever. But I mean, you know, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. It changed the whole, like you said, I never really thought about that. The, the common man, the police officer being able to take on, you know, world terrorism is, uh, is pretty, pretty awesome. And this move, Bruce Willis from the small screen, yeah. moonlighting. Exactly. To the to the uh, to the movie theaters. Yeah, just changed his life forever. I mean, what a what a good good choice by him. So good, some pretty awesome movies in the comedy section. We talked about go watch them if you haven't watched them in a while. Uh, maybe time to show your kids. You know that time, especially the comedies and the action. Man, just some great movies. Star Wars, Raider of the Lost Ark, Die Hard, Top Gun. Tommy Boy. I mean, some of the best movies of the last 40 years are definitely on our list there. So we wanted to do some things like this, talk about music, talk about movies. So people that listen to the show that don't know us on a personal level can kind of, you know, see what things we enjoy or see what we grew up doing and enjoying. And uh, Derek and I are very similar in our, our uh, sense of humor and kind of the way we grew up and stuff, our family atmospheres. Uh, so definitely uh, neat stuff. And hopefully Derek, we pass that along to our kids. Our love of music, love of movies is something that's important to us. So look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every Tuesday and Friday, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. We hope you'll continue to listen to our shows each and every Tuesday and Friday, and we hope you'll share our shows. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Hernando Happenings. Share it with friends and family. Anything that you enjoy, some different things that we talk about, share it with them. Let them hear it as well as we continue to grow and be a bigger part right here under the water tower. Well, if you enjoy our show, our talk of movies, our talk of young people, you will definitely enjoy our brother podcast, OB Pod. That's OB Pod. They cover Center Hill, Lewisburg, and definitely Olive Branch, the eastern side of DeSoto County. Tune into them, OB Pod, for all your coverage. Well, Derek, I really enjoyed our show, enjoyed our talk about the weekend, talk about the movies that have shaped us, different things. Congratulations to, again to the Board of Auburn, both in the city of Hernando and South Haven. Some of them will be going through their last meeting tonight. We really appreciate your service to the city and putting yourselves out there, whether it be for four years, eight years, some as long as 20. We really appreciate you working for the city of Hernando for all those years. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower. <laughs>